0: Shade at Black Girls Texting. I know y'all see my text, you better answer me back.
1: I'm Chels Pinky, also known as the Washing Machine Queen. I'm classically trained. Me, 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 me.
2: It's Glenn at Buy Brat. Wow, you did us. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.
1: Goodbye. Welcome, welcome to Black Girls Texting. Each week, we spill a little tea in our group chat. And each week, we let you in on it. I'm Chels Pinky, also known as the Washing Machine Queen.
2: I'm Glenn at Bedside Brat.
1: I'm Sade at Black Girls Texting. I see you did a little
0: cute little switch up on the intro there. There was Chelsea something Pinkie. going on. Was it
1: different? Yeah, but it was cute okay yeah i was just thinking of like a weather girl
2: yeah that's actually the energy i was getting (laughs) i was getting that vibe as
1: well yeah (laughs) good i'm here for it all right (laughs) Right. glad my method acting classes worked
0: (laughs) (laughs) awesome so So, ladies
2: how's everyone's weekend
1: oh my weekend was fire i went to Tao like a thotty and a leopard dress and then i went to the color factory which I don't even know what the fuck that was, but it was still cool. It was just a bunch of kids jumping in colorful balls. Pause. Um,
2: and <laughs> Not pause. <laughs> I love Wasn't pause. that a pause moment? It was. I paused. I just paused. <laughs> so See? Yeah, so, it, so yeah. it did
1: what it was supposed to do. It did. It shout did. out to the pause. Um, oh God. New York City. Shout out to Cameron. Dipset. Pause all day or er, day. Just kidding. I'm kidding. Um, And then then I went up and down. Oh, and I saw Stars Born. Oh, you did? What did you think? Um, From the first scene, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. From the first scene, I knew he was going to kill himself. (gasps) No way. Because in the first scene, he's driving. And if you look, behind him is a billboard with a bunch of nooses. Oh, no shit. fucking way. And I way. immediately saw that and I was like, he's gonna kill himself. Come on, look at that little bangs, little, little wow. uh, Easter because eggs. When I watch movies, like I watch them, I watch them knowing that like everything is intentional.
2: Right. She has the trained eye of a film connoisseur. Right. She does. I'm right. right. about to be on the yeah. academy. Sorry. Did, you, did it make you cry? Oh,
1: my God, that last song. I was like, if someone wrote a song like that for me, I would be fucking putty in their hands forever.
0: <laughs> Whenever I want to get out a good cry, actually, <laughs> that's what I did this weekend. I just put on a Stars Born soundtrack, and I just was just like, here we go.
2: Just wow. take my soul. Wow, Shade. She's so in touch with her emotions.
1: Yeah, good for you.
0: Uh, you know, I'm an Aquarius moon, and so oh, we to... that explains so much veer away from our emotions, but now with that knowledge, I'm just diving in. In the shallow. Do you think (laughs) it's therapy? I think therapy probably helps too, right? Yeah, but I think I started um, figuring that out prior to going to therapy. But, um, I guess we can transition to my weekend. My weekend was super uneventful. Michelle Obama triggered the fuck out of me because Mm. I'm on the part in Becoming where her and Barack get married, and it's just like... (laughs) It's so beautiful. He loves her so much. But I never shared with you guys that my actual fun weekend was two weekends ago where I took, like, a little bit of MDMA. <gasps> and I went what? to this Indian classical concert. Are you And I listened insane? to the sitar and the tabla. Ooh, and oh, my God. God. It was incredible, and I think I'm going to make this a monthly thing that I do. Oh, no,
1: I do not support that. Why? Smoke weed and go. Don't do fucking MDMA once a month. Your brain what? will melt.
2: No. Oh, well, I am I pretty
1: sure. That. No, I don't know if I'll
0: do MDMA every single time, but okay, okay. I'll go definitely to- go to the show and probably be like high on something, but...
2: That sounds yeah. so cute. I it love that sitar so moment.
0: Oh my God, it was incredible. When we come like, to
2: the bay, you gotta take us. The whole yes. room is
0: like reverberating. And I went and yes. Food Indian food. Or maybe that was mm. just because I was high, but whatever. It felt like that.
2: Shade's like an honorary Punjabi lady. <laughs> she <laughs> really really is. Well, I
1: did. Okay, I always said I don't see the Indian thing, but the other day I was in an airport and there was an Indian little boy and it dead ass looked like Shade. <laughs> I
2: know. I was like, what the fuck? It's true.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anytime I'm in TSA, like, someone is like asking me what I am.
1: Like, it's so funny. I love it. That's hilarious. Oh my God. Do they like do the extra check? On your bags?
0: No, sorry. oh, sorry, not TSA like the. Um, oh, <laughs> you know, you know how like New York TSA is mad Indians and West Indians. Oh
2: yes, because <laughs> so they work in Queens, they live in Queens. Yes, exactly,
0: exactly. Even though this woman, this Eritrean woman, was like, "You have a shirt." and I was like, "Nope."
2: <laughs> no, be no, trying I'm to black, claim black. you. That's how It's the big eyes. The big eyes. The whole thing. Um, I didn't do shit this weekend. I was supposed to have a full ass day. An interview, I was supposed to, like, try to get my taxes together because this government is trying to play me, and I thought I was about to get a nice little return, and these niggas is really trying to play me, and I I don't appreciate it. Damn. So, yeah, I was about to seek some professional help, (laughs) but everybody played me because the weather was kind of weird this weekend. I just took it as an excuse to, like, sit in my house, and I haven't, like, sat down and been unbothered in weeks, and it just felt so good to just chill I watched so much high maintenance I Love just that. chilled. what's it was, high maintenance oh it's this good ass show on HBO about this weed dealer you would like it have you seen it Chelsea no so but he basically just drops weed off at different people's houses and then it just takes that those people's story and runs with it so each oh. episode is kind of like it lives on its own that's and they're so, so fucking dope. cool it's about it takes place in New York so it's all different kinds of people that you would meet in New York City Wait, I'm high right now. Maybe I'll turn it on. You should watch that. Oh, it's so fucking cute. It's it's not even just cute. Like, it's complex. It's funny. It's it's dope.
1: I actually so. know a girl who acted in it. For real? Yeah, she's like, she's Indian. Her name is Shazi Raja. She's very pretty. <clears throat> Wait, also, I totally forgot. I went to the Brooklyn Museum. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah, thanks to, oh, and, okay. First, I got a facial. And everyone needs to make that a thing. Like, my skin is looks great right now.
2: Yeah, hey, you got the glow, girl. It
1: like, like, I need to make that my thing. Anyways, um, then we went to Brooklyn Museum, and I saw the Frida Kahlo exhibit, which was incredible. Um, you got to see her fashions. You got to hear about her relationship with Diego. She talked about how America is, um, she calls it, a, what's that word that you call America? Oh, uh, gringolandia oh shit that's Mm. what she calls america but her favorite cities or her favorite neighborhoods in america were harlem in new york and chinatown in san francisco
2: oh cute it was really cool that's dope i'm gonna go there on thursday awesome to see our friend yes
0: Yes. damn i have to get there when i come home
1: you need to yeah i got all these little goodies from one of our listeners. works there. And he gave me like a bag of goodies. And he also has his own company called Mint, which he was telling me all about. But anyways, we'll talk about that on an episode.
2: Yeah. So shout out to Kirk for hooking it up and holding it down. Yes. Vinci passe. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What are we talking about this week, y'all?
1: Drum roll, please. <laughs> Jordan Woods. Mm-hmm. Woo. Mm-hmm. Yo, that's a woo chile that
2: is a Wu chile
1: to the lele oh my yes. god
0: i should record my niece saying Wu chile and then we can like drop
1: it in here Aww. for it get it done so <laughs> it's, make it she happen says
0: it all the time now she's always like make it happen.
1: wait does <laughs> Do she it. use it in the correct context um, to
0: be honest, not really. That would be she hilarious. Just, she's just always like, I. whenever I call her, I'm like, Woo Chile. So she'll say that, and I make her say, She by Charay. Oh.
1: <laughs> That's my favorite. That's my favorite. You should tell her to say, Bye, Wig.
0: That's what yep. I do. That's getting added to the
1: repertoire. <laughs> Ooh,
2: y'all, for another episode, we need to talk about what is going on with Nene Leaks Because what is going on with Nene Leaks?
1: She having a damn breakdown on It's a case study
2: in something. Yeah. Tr- something. Yes, and like also, black women's stress and something.
1: Yeah. I don't know. But We're like developing.
2: misdirected anger and like. It's a she's whole got a lot, lot about on. like holding it all in because she's yeah. just like erupting. But yeah. yes, Jordan Woods. So when was this? Like two weeks ago now, that the story broke that um, allegedly Jordan Woods had people were saying hooked up. I guess with Tristan Thompson, Thompson. Mm-hmm. who's Khloe Kardashian's baby's father and also supposed boyfriend. But I've been hearing back and forth about whether or not they're even they were even still together. Right. But at any rate. Yeah. Jordan Woods went to a party at Tristan Thompson's house after leaving the club where multiple like people said they saw her canoodling with him, making out with him, grinding on him, giving him a lap dance, and then she didn't leave his house until 7 o'clock in the morning the next day. And then like, shit hit the fan. People were dragging the fuck out of her, mm-hmm. specifically the Kardashians for whom she's been so aligned with for like. Since she was a kid, she's like basically one of their family members yeah. because she's best friends with Kylie Jenner. Um, so for me, I was like, shit, like they're so quick to like throw this girl out and like slander her OD. Um, yeah. I felt bad for her. But yeah. I also was like, wow, you're wiling. Like I did immediately kind of think, I don't know. I don't know these people, but I kind of was like, shit. <laughs> I don't know. She probably people. did this. Because Hollywood is fucking weird. And if she did, that's foul. Oh, yeah, we talked about this on the show, too. Damn.
1: That, that we I'm thought so it was a conflict- Chris Jenner setup, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm so freaking compli- conflicted because I know when I was 21, I was doing some shit that, like, I just wasn't thinking about. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying I ever hooked up with a friend's boyfriend. I, I've never done that. But I've done stuff like... I just want to party all night. So wherever the party takes me, that's where it takes me.
2: Right. And so basically, Jordan Woods, after being silent for like two weeks and basically enduring fucking Khloe Kardashian, dragging her without putting any blame on her man, right. she decided to come forward and she did it on Red Table Talk with Jada Pinkett, which was really dope because she's known them since she was a kid. She's known the Smith family since she was little. Yeah. So I thought it was really cool that they provided, like, this safe space for her to come and tell her truth. And, yeah, that was was a big part of it. Yeah, she was like, yo, I was at the club. L.A., everything closes down early. There was an after move. It was at Tristan Thompson's house. I was like, word, I'll go because at least I feel safe there because I know this guy. Like, he's basically the, like, he's, like, family, like a brother-in-law. Right. Which I also
1: agree with. Like, if your brother-in-law is like, yo, I'm having an after party, even if y'all not homies because he's older than you or whatever, why wouldn't you go?
2: I feel like that's totally fair to go there. But she was like, I'm, I I should have known better. I shouldn't have gone there in the first place.
0: It sounds like she was moving with some really sus individuals, which yes. we can kind of get into later. Mm-hmm. But I think she knew that the girls that she was with were moving funny style or something because if she knew like okay like I shouldn't have been in the situation or I I put myself in the situation then that kind of makes me feel like the whole vibe was a little rocky or something was going on and like she probably had that intuition but again like back to Chelsea's point when you're 21 you know you make a lot of silly mistakes like something that I'm finding now at 26 is to not move with so much impulse because, like, usually I'm just like, you know what? Fuck it. It's an opportunity to have fun. Like, let's just do it. Like, mm-hmm. YOLO type mentality. But if she kind of took a step back, there were probably all the red flags. And her intuition was probably telling her, like, okay, not the best move. But she just kind of went with it.
2: Yeah. it's I mean, that was one of the things that was glaring about her interview on Red Tabletop was, like, just how devious and kind of like shady this world is that she's involved in and how when all the shit hit the fan like none of those people who were there with her stood up and were willing to like defend her like everybody just went ghost
1: yeah and it and it's so it's like just yo this is It's L.A., right? Like even when you think back to Justine Sky, I remember there was a point where she was consistently posting with Kylie Jenner, you know, like that was definitely her close, if not best friend. And so for them to just like throw her out for whatever reason, just one day you saw that they just stopped hanging, that shows like how just fraudulent these people are in their
2: like little tinsel town world justine sky was dating travis scott at one point and now kylie jenner has a whole last child by him and even further it's interesting to me how she had this black woman as her friend in the past kylie jenner right had jordan uh justine sky as a friend and then kind of dropped her and got with her man and it seems to me that like the kardashians have this this pattern of like collecting black friends and they're like remember when Kim Kardashian was friends with like Trina and Black China. Like how yes. fucking random oh is was that? And, and Lala. Now like
1: her arch nemesis. Right. Sense.
2: But they befriend these women and these women kind of give them legitimacy, or these women have these traits that they want that they then adopt via like plastic surgery. And in the case of like Kylie Jenner and Jordan Woods, you know, I watched their show. Like Kylie Jenner had a show which was dry as fuck. But like Jordan Woods would just be on the, on the show complaining about how she had no life and had to drop everything for Kylie at, at, like, every give At any moment. And she, like... Wait, like, actually? Or are you exaggerating? No, dead ass. She was, like, on the show looking mad sad and depressed and being oh like, Oh, my I God. Know, I know that Kylie needs me. She has nobody else. And we started to talk about this in the group chat that it felt, like, low-key mammy-ish. Like, Jordan Woods was her hired, like, confidant. What? yeah. Yeah, you fashion, said Chelsea. that and
1: like you said that and um I wasn't sure like if that was the proper thing, but I did do a little research um about it and then I found this uh this article on glamour by this young Trinidadian based writer um named Kate Young. But anyways, she was talking about how she wrote Historically black women are both mammies and Jezebels, too frigid and asexual to keep a man once she has him, too. Lascivi- lascivious, La- oh, fuck, <laughs> lascivious and promiscuous for anyone else's man. To Hold on,
0: what does that? What does that La- word mean?
1: Glenn. I'm like,
2: why do I know how to say that, but I don't know what it means. Like, you Glenn. Do you see me in the dock.
1: <laughs> yes. Um. But but the woman wrote. Glenn will get back to you with the definition. Chade. But the woman wrote. The script had already been written. Mm. And right. then she wrote. She continues to say. Actually, we could go into that first before I go into the rest.
2: Yeah, I kind of felt like when I thought of it, I'm like, yo, I feel like I'm reaching for the stars with this kind of fucking, like... Mammy. Yeah, because you know that the world that we live in now, people just be trying to make those kind of correlations, but you can't help but feel that way seeing the way, seeing Jordan Woods and and the position that she's been in, low-key silenced and in this family. And I don't know, the way people were dragging her and making her out to seem like some Odie Ho... It just felt like this black woman was like on the stake, or something.
0: Yeah, but that was the way. whole part in the red Try table get talk. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, that was a part in red table talk where everyone was kind of like, <gasps> "Cause she
2: was like, and you know, as a black woman, and we were like, "Oh, you black now, sis? Yeah, right. How did you guys feel about that though? Like, did it feel kind of convenient for her to to pull mm. the black card? Yo, know, to be honest, I didn't even think about that because just like
1: my visceral reaction is to support black women, mm-hmm. but like it is true that like before now, Shorty ain't never made a comment that I can remember about her blackness, about the black community. I mm-hmm. don't know, but
2: I don't Not know. Never. I was, I was, yeah. I was like, oh, word. And the so thing that was interesting that... though. Oh, sorry. Um, go ahead. No, 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 you go. I was just going to say, like, you know, even without her saying that, just like you said, black people were rallying behind her as soon as that that news came out. Like, black Twitter, I spent hours on black Twitter. People were fucking rioting for her. And I thought it was so interesting how, like, we will support each other like that, regardless of if, like, because to me it would seem like she was, like, low-key distancing herself from black folks in the past without, like, overtly saying it, but just, like, in her moves.
1: Oh my God! You know what? I just had a flash of thinking. Like, we know we don't know everything in the Jesse's case. But like, what if in a week some video comes out of Jordan like being mad, fucking crazy? Like, Tristan, come over here! I'm gonna sit on your face! Like, what are we gonna do?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yo, it's Tristan, possible I'm we don't sit know on the your facts.
2: Face. Yo, we don't know, though. That's what's crazy. Jordan, I
1: swear to God, if that kind of video comes out, we're we're
2: canceling you. I mean,
1: even if she she did that,
0: I really don't give a fuck. Like, and I'm not just supporting her because she's black. I'm supporting her because, one, like, Chloe, you and your family move in that way. So, like, don't act like this is something new. But not even to use it as an excuse, like... She's a she's a little girl, and I just think it's so corny that like Larsa Pippen's old ass mm-hmm. and all these other she, old who cheated ass on bitches. her man
1: with future.
0: See, I don't even know know all the tea on that, but I'm just saying like, how you 40 plus on a 21 year old's Instagram mm-hmm. popping off? That's so yeah. corny. That's so corny. And it's like, what were you doing when you were 21, Kim, making sex
1: tapes? Oh, talk about Damn. it. Damn. Okay. Forgot about her sex tape for okay. a moment. Thanks for Actually, reminding think, us why she's. I think famous. she was
0: like 23 or so when she made that. So Jordan, you could keep fucking up for two more years. Like, what's up? Like, come on now. People are really.
1: But but the interesting is the person who is of her same or the two people that are her same age, really kind of have been like very mature about the situation at least from the outside, in comparison to like Chloe who's tweeted mm-hmm. about it every five seconds, even tweeted like "You ruined my family," and Larsa and Malika and everyone else who's a grown ass woman. Who's like been very vocal about everything. And Kylie hasn't said anything.
2: I know. Which I think it's that mammy thing coming back around. Not necessarily. But like I think she understands. that <laughs> mammy thing coming back around.
1: Glenn, I I'm going to be honest. I really don't understand the mammy connection. I need you to explain it.
2: I think it's like this idea that black women um, being like these protectors. Or these people these these like sort of like mothering figures in mm. a white family, and I think that that's like what Jordan or Malika are to the Kardashians, low key, like there to hold their secrets, right? Like these Kardashians live in this crazy ass world, and here are these black women that are there that to anchor them, to keep them grounded. Um, the only people that they really trust. That to me mm. is like very strange when you think about. The kind, of, the kind of reputation the Kardashians have for, like, appropriating and for dating black men and then you have these, like, black women in your life that you, I don't know, that you treat as confidants but then in seconds could throw under the bus like this. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Jordan Woods is supposed to be your sister. I don't know. I, at the same I don't see time, the mammy like, people, thing. Have, people have said oh. that, like, you know, if she was white, she wouldn't have gotten the same kind of... Like treatment. I don't know that I would agree with all of that. Like, I think the backlash would be the same just because when the story first dropped, like, people didn't want to see, I don't know, didn't want to believe it or like the Kardashians still have some kind of power over people, you know? Mm, But see, I get the Jezebel thing because I
0: think it is very easy to paint her in this light as they painted other, I think, women of color as being like, problematic and, like, sensual and, and like, this whole, like, I don't know, like, I feel like whenever there is another woman involved and she is black, so I'm thinking Black China Amber Rose, it's like, she's a hoe, she's a slut, she's mm, a fat, which, I yeah. mean, I, I mean, you know. Black China and Amber Rose have done some thotty things, but you know but, like, it gets so have the
1: Kardashians.
0: Absolutely, right? It gets it gets like painted in like such a more like problematic light, and it's like, then bitches just stay naked. Like I don't understand. So I do think that there is like a racial kind of concept in that, like how we constantly say like Black women have it in that you know we can't be too promiscuous, but we can't be too prude. It's like what the
2: fuck do y'all want? No, yeah. it's true. I mean. If you think about it, yeah, all those women, like China, like they did the same exact shit as the Kardashians. And somehow the Kardashians are still sitting here looking all like untouched, unscathed. Yeah. I don't know. There is something? You... Go ahead. Chelsea. I, what, what did
1: you all think about like Jordan? Because although she said her side of the story, I feel like her interview on Red Table Talk was super apologetic. And like, I feel like if I were in her situation, I would kind of be pissed. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would yeah. be less apologetic. I'd be more like, yo, fuck y'all. Y'all were supposed to be my friends, and I'm telling you this, that, you know, this is what happened. I'm telling you I didn't have sex with him, blah, 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 blah and you're not believing me, so fuck you. Lucky. But in the article I read, I just want to quote this real quick. The girl wrote, what's most troublesome about the entire scandal is Jordan's apparent conflict between accepting her prescribed position in the narrative while simultaneously pushing back against the fury coming her way from the family and society at large. Her willingness to accept the blame comes through loud and clear as she mentions several times that she doesn't fault Thompson for, the, for what happened. The quote is, "I feel like I can't point fingers and I can't say you did this because I allowed myself to be in that position." She says at one point, "I allowed myself to be there." Like she's blaming herself. She's willing yeah. to like fall on the sword for these bitches that turned on her so fast. I fall on you know? the sword.
2: No, it's true though. For I, not I not mean, be... I watched it and I was like, "Wow, this is extremely mature I've heard of her to like, you know, acknowledge where she, like, where she fucked up." I guess, but. I don't know. Even from the jump, we you know we were talking about this before. Like, if she went to jo- Tristan Thompson's house, like, is that really a problem? Like, it feels like she no. just wanted to, right? Like, she knows this person that's basically family, but she's yeah. like apologizing. Like, she's just like trying. I don't know. It's like, do you want to get back in their good graces?
0: It's just not a good look for her to have been there. If knowing his history and knowing that tension between them, like, if anything, mm. if she was gonna go there, is it a text to Kylie or Chloe like hey I'm about to be at Tristan's house or something I don't know like, but
1: what's bothering me also about this situation besides the fucking nastiness that co- came out of Chloe's like tweets and like really turned me off because I always used to be like Chloe's my favorite now she's fucking dead to me Um, oh. Tristan Thompson getting away like
2: unscathed I know and it's Why? like a whole There's, ass joke t- you no know one's tweeting at him people are like free Tristan Thompson or the memes are like after Tristan kissed Jordan Woods and and Chloe still saying she don't blame him and like all the memes are looking like why (laughs)
1: like yeah yeah I saw one I saw one saying I made out with her or I had I tried to have sex with her little sister's best friend and she still keeps texting me
2: (laughs) damn that's so fucked up I'm so sorry
1: and like I would have felt sorry for Chloe but now I don't so it's not fucked up oh well
0: Outside of the conversation, though, being Kardashian-focused, I feel like the the message really here is, one, Jordan was really getting in the mix with these white girls, and unfortunately, we cannot move like them. And I hate, hate, hate saying that, because, like, who the fuck is anyone to tell you how you can move? But the way media and society is going to play you the fuck out, we saw in how they
2: just went the fuck in on Jordan. like mm-hmm. and to, I mean, and yeah. at the very end of the interview with the Red Table Talk, she says something like, now I'm free. And like, I, I don't know. Yeah, It really, that like low-key impacted me. I'm like, this is some reality star shit. But I felt in a deeper sense, like what, it, what, what happens? And I think maybe... I wonder if you guys can relate to this. I remember when I spent some time trying to be friends with a bunch of white girls and I felt like I kind of was like bending myself for them. Mm. And low-key, I was low-key their little pet in some kind of ways. Like, I think Mm. about it now, these girls used to always call me fucking, um, like, a brown bear or, like, call me all these, like, baby kid-ass names. Like, oh, brown bear. Or, like, treat me like I was stupid. Mm. And... I would like play my role so that I could be in their little circle and do whatever type of shit they were doing because they had like they were like popular or something like that. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. And once we all kind of just like fell out or whatever grew apart, I did feel free in a way. Um, and I'm wondering if like that's the kind of thing that she's feeling in a sense. Like yeah, in the grander way of like Hollywood is fake as hell, but like I don't know. She can like be her. Yeah.
1: And mm. I mean like when situations like this happen. You learn who your real friends are, mm-hmm, like right. so I'm sure she's learning like all the girls she was partying with that um One Oak or whatever club they were in at west in West Hollywood like weren't her real friends mm-hmm. they yeah. were just trying to get closer to Kylie
2: yeah, and like on that same note, I think it's really amazing that Jada and will like offered their support of her and offered that platform for her, this like safe loving space for her to like tell her truth and, um and it was i mean it's like it shows like some family friends black family friends that came through and gave her a space and some also how beautiful was it that
1: um obviously the interview was great but when will was facetiming her before the interview Mm -hmm. i was like wow i love this man some real shit
2: oh he's amazing yeah Um, they were
0: like you're not about to do this Uh -uh." (laughs) uh-uh yeah but quickly back to your point glenn um Cause I like that you brought that up. It is interesting how yeah to your to the whole feeling free, kind of changing how she was. Like, I I don't I mean I don't know this girl, and I never watched that that trash show, uh, Kylie Keeping Up with Kylie, the life of Kylie. Um, okay, yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Like get it, get it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I can only imagine how some of the black kids, kind of like growing up in this like Hollywood world might feel in terms of like fitting in from like a racial standpoint and then a financial standpoint and just like moving around such a weird world like this girl must be fucking confused as shit and i hope that she's able to kind of like find some sense of self Mm
2: -hmm. instead
0: of it always be like imagine from like 15 to to now so like six years maybe almost seven i don't know when she's turning 22 you are kylie jenner's best friend like you don't even have an identity yeah
1: mm-hmm. right i know it's yeah. so true i'm but, ready to see um, how she
2: spins this but she, she did done. glow
1: up while being kylie's friend let's acknowledge the new body the new weave, the wigs and the eyelashes the cars
2: and, the, and i think the new teeth yes okay. i don't know why she closed her gap it was so cute yeah Clearly, but really so so she, so she came she up. Gap. She didn't leave
1: empty-handed. She didn't leave the Kardashian house with nothing.
2: Oh no, I think she she could spin this real well. Yeah. We're watching, and she's a smart girl. I like the way she carried herself. Like she has, somebody said something like she could spin. She can. She can. She's like so much more well-spoken and like expressive than them Kardashians. They can't even string a sentence together. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. Really can't, though.
1: Also, I want to renege on something I said. I said Kylie didn't really react. I forgot. She put the damn girl's lip gloss on sale.
2: Oh, shit. You're right. She sure did. She sure She cut it did. 50% off
1: or something. I shit. feel like that
2: was probably politics on her part, too, though, because that family itself seems hella sketch. I don't think they even well, all like each other or talk to each other. So, who fucking knows? Yeah. She probably did that to show it's a united front.
1: So, okay. Back to Tristan really fast, because... The point I was trying to get to, and I feel like I didn't say it clearly, was um, Jordan's like inherent feeling or um, instinct to protect Tristan. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Like she made it very clear that it's not his fault and like it's Herb's fault. Like I don't blame Tristan, blah, blah, blah. She's saying this over and over again. And like Tristan
2: not saying anything to protect Jordan true 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 i mean at least publicly right but i feel like at this point yeah. once people started to get dragged once she started to get dragged is the time when people need to step up publicly and say something because she said on, on the fucking especially show, a black man yeah like and she's getting her family's lives are being threatened but yeah that's the crazy thing about this double standard when shit like this happens right like quite often people don't say nothing to the dude and i don't know a lot of, uh, I was on Twitter, of course. Black Twitter was saying, like, um, like, people need to look at the dude more because that's the person that you lay down with at night, ultimately, yeah. and that like you have that kind of relationship with. But I think sometimes two people have stronger, like, expectations of their friends. But yeah, I don't know why nobody's, I, I guess everybody knows that Tristan is trash. I was say, what do
0: we expect of the man who was in the club with bitches when his wife was like, that about to go into labor. I yeah. very. I mean, wife, baby, mama. No. Um, like, very nothing. And and like, I don't know. Obviously, the ins and outs, but it seems like they weren't even really together like that. Like, how the fuck he at his place and there's a bunch of young girls having a party. That's I was at grown. the place at like, two a.m. <laughs> I was like, what
1: do you mean they went back to Tristan's place? Don't they have a place
2: together? He must
1: have a little flop house for the whole yeah. <laughs> flop
0: house he definitely does I'm about to find his ass on Raya watch
2: girl get Please fuck don't fuck out of here yeah yo but don't, Tristan don't Thompson is fine
0: yeah no but all all I would fine never all the headache I would never but I'm saying like he would be the type that would have a whole ass dating profile and be like what oh I don't know how that got there
1: <laughs> my friends yeah. made one
0: my friends made it <laughs> <laughs> oh my god
2: well, we but he's also he's
0: young, playing. isn't he? Like twenty five. Yeah, you know? like, like twenty
2: eight. Yeah, or twenty eight. Clem I mean, Kardashian is, is old 34. enough. Thirty four. Thirty four. This man is coming into some boy. money. I honestly, I'm tempted to say like I can't blame him for what not don't for wanting him to, for wanting to live that life. But he just needs to be clear about the fact that that's what he wants to do. Like, don't rope in these other people oh, and make whole last He's a Pisces. If you want to bop around, fucking bop around.
1: Yeah, and it doesn't seem like he can handle monogamy, so he should just be honest with the next girl. Like this is gonna be an open relationship because I literally can't be a monogamous human. <laughs> can't control my penis. <laughs> and also, these black
0: men he just stop fucking with these Kardashians. When will they learn,
1: girl? It only
0: when goes bad. will they learn? Yeah.
2: But I don't know. Kanye was found god again, and
1: maybe oh god, are god, on. god, please I'm don't up- talk obsolete. about him. Please don't talk about him. <laughs> Apparently I've I've been reading all about this of course in preparation for the EP and apparently Kanye is disgusted by Jordan and no, he, he says anyone that messes with one of the family messes with all of them <laughs>
2: Oh please. god oh I, fucking god are you kidding me right now And
1: I definitely believe that to are be you true but, me right now? but I mean he hasn't gotten on Twitter rant so maybe it's not
0: I, I I honestly think Kanye gives zero fucks but I'm trying to get invited to the church service.
1: Nah, he deaf. Does Kim so is probably like, pillow talking him every night about it. Poop. She is. She's mm-hmm. like, babe. I'm about to get so
2: ghetto right now. I unfollowed yeah. all
1: of them. Even Chris <gasps> unfollowed
2: Jordan. Uh, they they like literally act like a fucking mafia. Yeah, she it's said, like scary. Well, um, girl, a- the show. And let's not forget the show drops on March 31st, so it could all be a plot. It's a fucking and a girl plot. in. So fucking it, every Sunday Damn. it drops. But I'll uh, show Yeah, I probably on?
1: will watch too. Maybe we'll have a watch party.
2: Girl, <laughs> you already know where to come.
1: I'll be screening it. <laughs> um, So should we do the what would you do?
2: Yes. You going to grace us with your lyrical stylings, Chelsea? Mm, I
1: can. What would you do if your son was at <laughs> oh, home? Crying all over the bed? On the, the bedroom, bedroom floor
2: because he's hungry.
1: And the only way to feed him is to... Oh, come, come on! Jump
0: off. in. What you would you, you supposed do?
1: To jump. Ah, get up Girl, you no. Stop making tired excuses. That's the neck. Last time I threw you that, an alley that, oop in part. a Fisher Price basketball hoop, you couldn't <laughs> even dunk.
2: Oh Jesus, <laughs> bitch! I'm fucking crying. Only Shada. solos from now on. Oh my lord, help me. Shady, you got that? Uh, that what would you do? That we got?
0: Oh, do you want to do the uh the IUD one? Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> one of our lovely listeners hit us up with a very interesting what would you do? And I'm still kind of racking my brain on this one. But long story short, she has an IUD um, and for those that don't know, the IUD has these little like strings that like kind of like hang down uh, the through the vaginal canal. I guess I hope I'm doing my terminologies right. Anywho, she says her man feels the strings when they are having intercourse, and but they're not strings. Is not they're
1: they are strings. It's they're strings. like metal rods.
0: I thought. No, that's if you have like a fucking copper IUD. No, they're really just strings. Like little <laughs> yeah, strings Yeah, they're like little plasticky strings. Um, and he says he, he feels them and has asked her to get a new form of birth control, but she really likes the IUD and she doesn't want to get something else. So
1: Wait, I thought they were painful for him because they were such stiff metal. Like that's if you a paper copper iud
2: yeah but i think so i've heard the same thing before that i guess however they they are they like they can be painful but i really heard it was just a string i have an iud for uh whatever to be clear i guess and people have told me before they could feel it a few times that's happened to me and i'm like what what do you mean you could feel with the That's damn string? Shouldn't it feel like a soft brush? Oh my god, I'm like a, I just Wait, found so some very disturbing like photos. So I mean, I want to read the actual text because I think Shaday is not being all the way clear. So she says Sorry, I'm um I'm uh what's the, paraphrasing. Yeah, the, the Shorty says, My doctor says everything looks right, but my man swears he can still feel it and he's like refusing to have sex. He low key just wants me to have it removed, but I'm like, damn, it really agrees with my body. Run, sis! He's trying to impregnate you. That's what I—that's what I think too. Why? He didn't just say like another form, like just take it out. And right. then why didn't y'all try yeah, condoms, So are you going to now use condoms? I mean, I'm team pull and
0: pray. <laughs> that's no, just not at our age. I right. I have successfully pulled and prayed like okay. for a good a good while. I don't want to well, use birth control, so it's either condoms or pull and pray for me.
2: Yeah, yeah see, for rather- me, I'm not going. I don't. I, there's no other form of birth control that I would probably want to use at this point. You know, these these things fuck with your body. Once you have that IUD in you, if she has, like a, one of those five years, like she's good. Does she want to switch it up for this dude.
0: Yeah, how much do you love him, girl? I don't
1: know, do
0: Chelsea, what him?
1: do you think? I, I run. Oh, you really just think run? <laughs> she said run. Yeah, he's definitely trying to impregnate you. Like, you got to listen to words people use.
0: I don't know if I had sex while I had my IUD. I had it for, like, two months. And I was like, no, 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 get it out. Oh, saying, I don't no. know. If, and I don't know if anyone ever felt it, but my doctor would always say, like, you know get in there and feel your
2: strings and i was like bitch i'm not touching anything in there oh yeah no God. i've been told to like squat down and like reach up inside <laughs> I'm like, I'm not i mean you should <laughs> i really should but i'm so yourself. scared i mean get, i guess i could do that and i could figure out like what that that string sensation feels like and like how exactly pokey it is but, okay, but been, in all seriousness mm-hmm. i feel like just try a different position exactly but i've been in like, a situation where I was trying to try different positions and this person was like, I'm terrified. Oh, because oh, they think it would hurt them? Still hurt them. So Wait, I don't Brian, know. Girl. Is this your listener letter? <laughs> <laughs> no, the I, I suggested that shadi choose it because I just related to it so deeply. I'm yeah. curious. She says her man swears they can still feel it. So I'm wondering if they've been trying other positions. But that's what I would suggest.
0: Yeah. Well, that's my I suggestion. think if you if you care about this person a lot and you see yourself being with them, and you're maybe haven't tried every form of birth control, that you might want to try another one. Slash, I am anti birth control, so I would say get off of it. Um, but that's just my two cents.
2: Yeah. Girl, do Hell not pull and okay. pray and listen to Shadi's dumb ass. No, you, then you, use a that. condom.
0: Use a condom. Yes, lambskin. <laughs> I'm mean, just yeah, kidding I if
2: go back to condoms that's probably yeah.
0: he gonna be like oh bitch put the iud back in
2: right tell your man <laughs> that give him that that fucking um that ultimatum ultimatum all right then let's use condoms girl try that and tell us what happens i would love to hear how that conversation goes I'm or dead. she could go real 80s and get the
0: the, the little sponge with the spermicide. That shit sounds No, 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 no. That sounds like an infection. you're
2: <laughs> not trying to stick no sponge up inside. Like, I can't believe uh, people ever did that. How does that even... I don't know. I can't. I've never heard of that until today. Like, sex in the city, it happened, I, I recall. That's disgusting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like <laughs> uh, sex out they told you all about those. But yeah, girl, give us an update. Give that man that ultimatum. Or... Uh, yeah, I mean, if you're really about it, I would say try try a new form. Oh, depending really, on how you, old you, you are,
0: vasectomy, it. you know? Sade,
1: goodbye. Stop. <laughs> Just, anyways, <laughs> um, saying, and this yeah. week for our Black Girl Doing Shit will be up next.
2: Keep listening for more.
1: Yes. Hey guys, so we're trying something
0: a little new this time, and we have our Black Girl Doing Shit not necessarily in the flesh, in the digital flesh. Um, we are joined today by Alicia Greenwell, and she is the founder of the Black Joy Parade. So welcome.
3: Well, hello, hello.
0: Welcome.
3: I'm Thanks digging for this. joining us. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me.
0: Yes, <laughs> we're so happy to have you. Um, so if you don't know, on our show, every episode we highlight an amazing black woman doing great things for the community through literally what you do which is like literally working with the community and outreach or through art or through whatever medium and we're really really excited to kind of share more about the Black Joy Parade for the listeners um Black girl's texting was So lucky to have a booth at the Black Joy Parade last weekend hosted in Oakland, California, Oak Town. It
3: looks
0: so fun. Oh my gosh, it was amazing! We met so so (laughs) many amazing people. Um, And I'm just going to read your mission off really quickly, and then you can kind of like jump in and and share. So um, the Black Joy Parade exists to provide the Black community and allies a live experience that celebrates our influence on culture's past, present, and future. We unite a diverse community by creating a space to express each of our unique contributions to the Black experience. We invite you to be creative, be open, be present, be free. I love that. Yes.
3: It's so nice funny when like you write mission statements and you're like, is this what we're doing? And, <laughs> and then you look back, you're like, that's kind of good.
1: <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah, nice work on that mission statement. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, um, tell us more about the Black Joy Parade, whatever what more you can expand on, because you know, mission well, statements aren't super short, right?
3: Yeah, um, I mean, for those of you that were there, uh, it's kind of hard to explain. It's <laughs> in some so simple, it's a Black Joy Parade, and that's exactly what it is. And then, in other ways, it's as complicated and complex and wonderfully mixed up as the Black community is itself. Um, it's a parade and a festival, and there's music and art and tons of Black businesses thriving, um, and tons of kids and you know, jump rope and food and dominoes. word and lots of smiles and lots of hugs um in some ways it's like a huge family reunion in other ways it's a a big networking fest um i think it's really positive it's i mean the black joy parade but and that seems really obvious but i think when you're there it's contagious the positivity it's like you just can't stop smiling everyone's so first of all beautiful because we're just beautiful but also the energy in the space. Uh it's just crazy. I don't know. I'm so interested in how you guys felt there as your first time.
1: Oh my God, Shade.
0: So I like like you said, I didn't really know what to expect. But the minute I got there and like started setting up, like people were like we I've never done a booth before. This was like our first time doing like a parade or a festival. And everyone was like so helpful. And, um, there was a hair care brand next to me. Oh, I wish I remember the name, but immediately like the woman came over and was like, Oh, we have to talk hair. We have to talk products. And I just, and then like come to find out she was from Brooklyn, like literally like a couple blocks away from me was her her grandfather's house. She's Jamaican. So we were vibing on like the West Indian whole thing. And I was like,
1: Oh my God. Because so Shade just moved there. So now, like, just from going yeah. to the Black Joy Parade, you now have another contact, another point of reference out there. hmm
3: yeah.
0: yeah. And, and I mean, she I'm was good. just one of
1: many. Yeah.
3: It's crazy um, how big and yet small our world is mm-hmm. as a Black community. Um, But yeah, that's what it is. You meet all the, you see all these people, you know, if you live in Oakland and you're from Oakland, but then you meet all these people that you're like, I feel like I've known you.
1: (laughs) I
2: feel Mm -hmm. like I should
3: know you. Um, Yeah. I mean, I'm so proud of what the Black Joy Parade has done for some of the small businesses in the area. A lot of the vendors, I think we had 130 something vendors this year. That's the best day they have all year Um, because, you know, Black business is real. We support each other yeah. when we have access to each other. And I'm really, really proud to be able to make that little baby ecosystem, at least for a day.
1: That's amazing. And, like, you're speaking about it. And in my head, I'm just like, is the Black Joy Parade going to come to Brooklyn? Like, do you have any intentions of, like, you know, expanding it to other cities?
3: Yeah, we get the question a lot. Um, the Last year, we got the question a lot about, I think, even even more chocolate cities, Atlanta, um, being one of them, Miami, New Orleans, Los Angeles, obviously Brooklyn. Um, you know, it's possible. I think one of the things that makes black joy parade, what it is, is Oakland. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's, this is only our second year, which is kind of crazy that it's like grown so much in just two years. Wow. And I think we still have a lot of growing and maturing to do in the Bay, which definitely needs black joy parade. Um, it's a really important time in Oakland, um, a really like sort of pivotal time. So I think for the next couple of years, at least our goal is expanding in Oakland and then we'll see, you know, um, it's a lot of work, I'll be honest. So if someone's willing to take up the reins in Brooklyn and like be on the ground and help me make it happen, then I'd be super open to it. Yeah. But right now I think we're just gonna keep growing the footprint in Oakland and, and hopefully more people come out from Brooklyn to experience it, experience the West Coast black vibes, which I think are different. They're a little different than the vibes, right? I think so. Um, From being
0: in Oakland for, I lived there for like three months. So like a hot second, but Mm -hmm. I'm always there. Um, It's, it's very interesting because, you know, you always compare somewhere to home, but Mm -hmm. I would say, well, New Yorkers kind of have this like reputation for not being as friendly like obviously my neighbors are friendly but like I feel like people in Oakland are so friendly
3: yeah. <laughs> even black people yeah oh yeah because <laughs> people I'm so interesting you say that because I think non-black people would say that black people are not as friendly in the Bay, and I think it's because honestly we're like defensive <laughs> like yes. with, with yes. mode. Yeah.
0: oh Oakland people don't play a, about <laughs> like they make it very clear, like, don't come up in here trying to gentrify our shit, trying to take our space. Like, yeah. So I don't know, maybe I get a pass. Cause they're like, Hey girl. Hey sister. I'm like, Hey,
1: Yo, that, that literally like reminds me of Brazil, like how everyone's like, Brazil is so dangerous. It's so scary. And I just went to Salvador and I was like, everyone was so friendly and nice. <laughs> right. Like no, I didn't have one that- problem. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I mean, in general, right, West Coast is like known for being friendly. And yeah, I would say that Oakland is in general really friendly. Um, But it's nice to hear that people um, continue to think that about the Black community. And also you're, you know, coming to Black Joy Parade, you'd never know people have issues because everyone's in such a good mood. You just think it's all love, right? Um, So yeah, it's beautiful. Thank you for coming and sharing it with us.
2: I appreciate it. Thank yeah, you for having like us. You know, um, when Shadé first told me that she met you, she was like, yeah, this woman, she was telling me the concept behind it and how, like, you had a vision of having, like, black skaters, black knitters, like, all these different <laughs> kinds black of... Black knitters. <laughs> did you say yeah. that? Like, knitters. Like a knitting Knitting, tree. Tree. A knitting Yeah, tree. and I... I, I was reminded of, um, I went to Howard for undergrad and I remember I was touring all of these different universities and my mom, she's also a Howard alum. And I was looking at, I was leaning towards schools like Temple or Emerson. And I was telling my mom, like, I want to go to a, di- a diverse school. I don't want to go to an all black school. Like I need to go to a diverse school. And I'll never forget my mom was like, there's diversity within blackness. And I was st- struck by that within your um, your mission and thinking about welcoming these groups of black people with all types of random interests to sort of reflect mm. that diversity I just wondered if you could just share more about that
3: yeah I mean the black community is not monolithic right like mm-hmm. we all are so different and but there's like unity in all those differences and making space for that I mean I grew up in a really white neighborhood and so when I first went to college a lot of the I went to UC Santa Barbara down south at uh, south of California, not down south. And, <laughs> very good. <point. laughs> um, and when I got down there, like most of my black friends are from L.A. And that's just it's a different culture than I grew up in northern California among a pretty white community. And there were times where I felt like there wasn't space for my version of blackness. Right. There wasn't space for how I was raised and what my black identity, what it meant to be mixed, what it meant to be from northern California. Um, and I want to make sure that no one feels that way. I want to make sure that no matter how you express, you know, your black joy, that there is space for you, a black joy parade. You feel like you belong. You feel like you're actually creating in real time with other people. And I think we've done a really good job of that. Like, yeah, there's like skaters and knitters and all this, but also it's just all love. Like, it's a, it's a feeling of inclusivity. It's actually a feeling of like the more unexpected your blackness is, the better in some ways. Um, I think it, it like borrows from Afropunk who's done an amazing job of that. Uh, so yeah, it's really wonderful. I also feel like I'm get surprised, you know, like I, there's obvious things like, Oh, black people like music, <laughs> you know, like when word. you know, we are always look and fly and like fashion is good, but Also, who knew that there was this huge community of black soccer players in the Bay Area? I knew that about African, you know, black African culture, but um, not necessarily Bay Area black culture, but there's a huge community of that. And so can we just create things as people ask for them if they say, oh, you know, we really need, we need a skate park. okay, let's do that. You know, we need a knitter. Okay, let's do that. You know, (laughs) Um, and then that's how you get this like crazy uh, mosaic of black joy. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's all a reflection of what people ask of us. Like, I don't I think as a team, we all are different. And so we think of things we might want. But then after last year, we had all these messages like, oh, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? Why don't you do this? And and we try to figure out how to make it happen. Um, And it's not always easy. You know, resources are a thing. Money is a thing. But usually there's someone in the community that's really good and passionate about it and is willing to work with us to make it happen. Yeah,
2: tell us more about the process of like running this. This is only your second year doing it. Do you know what were what your numbers were for this year?
3: Um, yeah, I mean attendance wise, we're estimating mm-hmm. about eight
2: thousand, which is Incredible. about
3: four or more than last year. Wow, it's insane! Um, yeah, wow. which is kind of nuts for a second year event. I don't,
1: I don't really know how that
3: happened, honestly.
1: <laughs> just gonna, yeah, I just kind of yeah, a hundred percent increase. That's amazing.
3: Yeah, joy is contagious. Um, so, what was the question?
2: Like, just the process <laughs> of like running something of this type of scale, and you're only in your second year, uh, and how you're how yeah. you're doing this? What's your team like? Just interested in the just the the process of running this business or mm. this movement.
3: Yeah. I mean, it's funny to think about it as a business because I, I don't think I admitted to myself it was a business until like two days ago. <laughs> <laughs> Because, you know, it's a community or- organization. We are a nonprofit, um, but everybody that works on it is a volunteer. None of us are paid, um, which is really challenging. We all have full-time jobs, but we're really passionate wow. about it. And I think what's important is that um, we all get something really personally personal out of it. There's a personal benefit, whether that means us growing our network, kind of flexing a skill that we don't get to do in our regular job. Um, for me, it's just like realizing a vision that I've had. Um, and that's what keeps us motivated. I don't know how long that'll keep everyone motivated, but for now it seems to be working. Um, and, and it's a lot of collaboration. It's a lot of like putting your ego aside and saying, this is what I'm good at. This is what I'm not good at. And this is the time I have and what I can do. And, and admitting when you can't do it, not taking on more than you can because a whole community is relying on you. And us all being really honest with ourselves and honest um, about what's necessary to make it happen is something we Do every single day as a team. I'm constantly having to tell a team, like, you cannot take that much on. Like, Mm -hmm. I did it, and like, I'm not letting you do that because you'll be mad at me in a month. (laughs) You're not going to want to do this anymore because you just it's a humanly and and especially black women. Like, we just take the world on our shoulders Mm -hmm. for some reason. So, gut checking ourselves and holding ourselves accountable to our health, our personal health, is important. Mm -hmm. Um, And then just giving it over to the community whenever possible, you know, like the skate park, for example, I'm like, I don't skateboard. I don't have a skating community, but you know who does K-Dub does. And like, if I call K-Dub can take on 10% of this and that 10% will make all the difference, he'll bring the right people on board. He's connected to the community. I don't need to like do the work that he's an expert at. I can just tap into him and tap into his passion and he'll help me make it happen. And so knowing when there's opportunities to do that, and so you can, um, you can sort of run a whole organization with a bunch of different people at once, like contributing a little bit to make it happen. Not easy, but possible. Yeah,
2: definitely. Oh, I love that. But a community effort. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: absolutely. I mean, I can't even, it's like thousands of people involved to make Black Joy Parade happen. <laughs> Maybe that's why some people are all working on it. <laughs>
2: <Right>. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> wow.
1: Um, well, I wanted to set some intentions because I think our show is like really lucky and we set some intentions and everything came true. Well, a lot of it came true. So are there any intentions that you would like to set for the Black Joy Parade?
3: Intentions. Yeah, um, I I hope that it continues to be multigenerational forever. Mm. I think something like very it, you guys saw this I mean there are newborn babies literally getting fed in the healing village at Black Joy Parade <laughs> and then grandpa and grandmas out there haven't seen that many black people all together in a positive unless it's church you know mm. um, and that is, it's so beautiful to see and I get worried sometimes that like you know as we try to figure out how to make it and economically sustainable as we grow and the footprint might change or music artists come in and out, you know, I don't want to lose that. Mm. I don't want to mm. lose the babies being able to see other, see black families and see black parents. And I don't want to lose older people being able to see young people in a positive light. Um, so that's an intention I would love to, to manifest. Wow. Um, another thing I'd love to manifest is um, that Oakland continues to support the black joy parade. Mm-hmm. Um, in mm-hmm. some ways, it's like a chicken and an egg thing right now. It's like, okay, because of what has happening in Oakland, we need black joy parade, but in order for black joy parade to happen, Oakland needs to embrace it mm-hmm. um, that's the nature of a public event and especially a public free event that's literally on the streets of Oakland. Um, and, and I would, I hope that we grow together, Oakland and black joy parade, and we grow in harmony Uh so that would be intention. I would also love, love to set. That's beautiful,
2: That's great girl.
3: Great
0: intention. <laughs> yeah, yes. I feel like <laughs> Oakland and blackness are almost synonymous in a lot of ways. And being from Brooklyn, like I feel like Brooklyn is is very black, but like the I don't know the imagery of Oakland and maybe that has to do with the history, just like shouts blackness to me. So I would expect that you know, the city would welcome this type of event with open arms, especially because I feel like it it needs it to keep that history, that authentic authenticity alive. And then also, like you said, it's a space that, you know, people are just happy and enjoying themselves. And it's and it's so great to see. And I don't know, I feel like a lot of places need this, but like I feel like it just feels so right in Oakland.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I think that Oakland's at a, I was saying like a really pivotal time right now. It could go one of few ways, you know, and I, I would love to hear, you know, I feel like Brooklyn was at this time, oh, yeah, maybe 25 years ago and mm-hmm. how you guys, the way you guys feel like it went. Um, Yeah. I, I, that's why I, I sort of set that intention that I hope the Oakland grows with the Black Joy Parade. Mm-hmm. Because there is a future in which it is not welcomed. Mm. There is a future in which none of us live there anymore. Um, You know, and the powers that be don't have a reason to support it because the people that they serve aren't black. So uh, yeah, for me too, I feel the same like between, you know, black Panthers and just all of even just like the stuff that happened at Cal, like there's just a lot of black history in the Bay area Um, And a lot of amazing movements that started there. And um, so for me, Oakland's always meant Black, but that doesn't mean necessarily that it'll always mean that if we, you know, just let things happen the way they're happening currently.
1: Yeah,
0: Oakland definitely feels like I'm in a time capsule. Like Mm -hmm. I went back to Brooklyn 20 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so, yeah, I mean,
1: hey, all I could say is Black people got to buy up the block. Like
2: Jay
3: Z says, yeah, stop playing. Yeah. They, seriously, and that's why I like. I don't think a lot of people think about it, but it is a Black Joy Parade is a little economy, right? And if we can put money, if we can put our own money back into our own pockets, then we can get all these businesses one step closer to opening up shops, to opening up restaurants, to buying homes, to you know running our own grocery stores, yes. even like organizing our own schools. I mean, that's what was so beautiful about the Black Panthers. I think. The imagery of Black Panthers is sort of this like militant, you know, government thing. But at the end of the day, the Black Panthers started all of these organizations from churches to schools, to feeding houses, to daycares. Um, and that's that they believed in the power of, of sort of organization and owning and controlling your own stuff, you know, and mm. that I'd love to figure out how Black Joy Parade can continue to kind of do that because it sure we can all get together one day and listen to T-Pain and, and you know, turn up, which I'm not gonna take away how fun that is, but also we can but and but we can like actually um build from the ground up and create some foundations for ourselves. Yeah so
0: are you a young Angela Davis? Like what like what what do we need to expect from you? Like what no. like, are you running for office? Because just let me know Ooh, what I need yeah. to do. Oh, no. <laughs>
3: That's good information. That is not a headache I need. Um, no, I mean I I can never compare myself to Angela Davis. She's gosh, she's she's an icon. Um, but I believe in very much the work that they did and they continue to do. I, I, I get it. You know, I get why they felt the need to figure out the system to fix the system and not just like, Oh, let's put a band-aid and like offer some people stipends here and there, you know? Um, and I'm not by any means saying black joy parade is even kind of close to being there, but it could be, we could at least inspire other organizations to get there. Um, and being good partners along the way.
0: Well, you're doing the work and you're laying the groundwork. So,
2: yes. Thank you. you Thank you for creating the space and fostering the space. It sounds beautiful. And I will be in Oakland next year to experience it for myself.
1: I will be there next year too. Count me in. Yes. Yes. Yes.
3: You you guys could do a live show next year. Yes.
2: Yes. That's an intention (laughs) that we will put out there. (laughs)
1: Well, thank you so I much, Alicia, it. for your time. Oh, thank you, guys. Thanks
3: for coming. Thank you for support. Thank you for giving. I think it's really beautiful that you can have an entire podcast about Black women's voices. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Yeah.
0: Thank yeah. you. Is thank there anything you, so you want to share or plug
3: aside from Black Joy, with Black Joy? Um. Come next year. I'm. I had an amazing idea the other day that I can just put out there. I was thinking that we should like charter a Black Joy plane from New York Girl, to Oakland.
1: Oh my gosh! So I was watching.
3: So plane because like I don't know. <laughs> I'm like so <laughs> But I was watching, I was like, this movie's dumb, but also, this movie's genius. <laughs> and like, I was like, what if I chartered planes? Like, I could get one from Brooklyn, I could get from LA, I'm from Atlanta, first class, and I could airplane. find an airline partner. So, if anyone from airlines listening, and we could just like make what? it the blackest, dopest plane ride yeah, ever. I'm sure. <laughs> <they're> <laughs> black boy braid. Wouldn't that be so tight? Oh, <laughs> oh,
2: I would be fly dumb. home
0: just to fly back.
3: I know. <laughs>
2: Girl, what?
3: You know what I think would happen is I would fly to New York just so I could fly.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Oh my god. I love that. Put that out there too.
0: Yeah. That's amazing. Okay, well then here's to next year and the Black Joy
3: parade plane.
1: Oh, I like how it sounds. (laughs) Like the ring of
3: it. We can get Hennessy, our sponsor on that plane. That would be
1: Oh, and, celery juice, like and celery juice
3: <laughs>
1: Crazier. <laughs> thank you so much you're welcome thank you guys for having me all right